Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to MikeRandall.com slash fitathlete to learn more and sign up this week. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we answer a bunch of baseball questions. We're going to talk about using bands pre or post game. We're going to talk about using weighted balls. And we're going to discuss if CrossFit is a good solution for a baseball player. The Ask Mike Reynolds Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Welcome back, everybody, to the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. Uh, we've got an amazing episode, this, uh, this one today. Um, if For those watching the video, you can obviously see it, but we have a huge crew here today joining us for the podcast. Love it. Um, let me introduce everybody before we get into our awesome questions, but I don't know. This might be a thing. We might have to keep doing this. But So some usuals that you got here, uh, Lenny Macrina in the house, Dave Tilly in the back, believe it or not. I don't know if you guys can see him behind all sure. the giants. He's awesome there. <laughs> We do not have Gabe. There is oh, no the Gabeinator is right, gone. Wait. He is back to Georgia, um, not with us uh, this one. But we have even better, right? We have Nick, the Nickinator. Sir Nickelot. No, we can't do the Nickinator. That's Sir Gabe. Nick-a-lot. Sir Nickelot. Sir Nickelot. Sir Nickelot. <laughs> We've got Nick. Nick's a PT student from BU in town here in Boston. So, um, welcome, Nick. You're gonna dominate. Plan. It's going to be awesome. Um, we have a new member of uh, Champions crew here. Kiefer is one of our new strength coaches at Champion. He's joining us for his first podcast as well. Welcome, Kiefer. Thank you. Awesome. Happy to be here. He's happy to be here. I like it. And two very special guests. Very, very special guests. Dave Fisher, professional baseball player, one of our clients here at Champion. Um, he's going to share some of his knowledge with baseball and the one and only oh, Tony Gentlecourt joins us again yes, for his hello. second episode. It's uh, we representing have... Cobra Commander, not champion. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Tony's back for his second episode with us. We loved him so much on that last one that we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna let him be here for another one. So, but uh, anyway, so we wanted to bring uh, Dave in here. So Fish, as a, a professional baseball player, has a lot of good experience here. So we have a bunch of questions about baseball, and obviously Tony's got a, a good little niche with this as well. So we thought we'd do uh, an episode here with just some baseball-related questions. So, Nick? First one. Sir Nick-a-lot? Sir Nick-a-lot. Sir Nick-a-lot. Let's do it. So, Corey from Ohio asked, is it more beneficial to use bands pregame or post or not at all? All right. So, bands pregame or postgame or not at all. I'll start off, and then I kind of want to hear Fish's opinion with this here. Um, You know, I want to address the last part where you said, or not at all. Um, I, bands are fine. Bands are good. I think it's a good way to kind of warm up the. Uh, it's a good way to warm up the the arm. I don't think bands replace a strengthening program. I don't think bands are a strengthening program. Uh, we don't use them for that. So I, I, when we say not at all, I think bands are a great way to kind of get the arm loose, get the muscles rolling. So I guess I'm biasing what my if I'm going to be before or after. But but fish like you have a ton of experience. Fish, you know, high level uh, collegiate baseball player. Um, uh, at UConn, uh, drafted uh, numerous times. How many times you drafted? Three times. <laughs> Too many times. Drafted, yeah. three, drafted three times. So that was but, a fun day, yeah. three different times. But uh, yeah. 18th rounder with the Washington Nationals in 2012, right? 
Yep. So, um, you know, dealing with uh, some injuries, obviously, it's why we, we know each other so well, yes, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but he's, um, uh, you know, a wealth of experience. So, Fish, in your experience, high school, <clears throat> college, pro ball, what do you do with bands? Uh, personally, for me, they're just good to get my arm hot, nice and loose. Um, uh, I use them as more of a warm-up before the game versus post-game. So, uh, for me, I always love doing them before, whether it's the internal, external stuff and and uh, anything that I would do to get my arm ready to pitch versus uh, kind of cool down stuff, or maybe I would do small weights or recovery type stuff to, to get that going after the fact. Gotcha. Okay, so it makes sense. So you like doing the bands as a warm up, kind of at the beginning. Yeah. All right, makes sense. Did anybody like pro ball or anything like that? Anybody do them after the game? Not that I saw. I mean, there's I'm sure there's people that have uh, different opinions and, and they do different things based on what they like personally. And I, with baseball, especially, I think it all comes down to what works for you. So that's what I've found over the years is some guys are going to like doing some things. You might not agree with it, but if it works for them and they're having success with it, then uh, that's going to be the, the best formula for them. Yeah, and I, I, that's a good way of saying it, too. I, I, when I entered pro baseball, I, I, you know, you, you think there's a, a best way to do everything, and then you kind of realize that people are doing it a bunch of different ways, and they're all successful in their own way. So um, I, I would say my personal bias on the bands is it's a pregame thing. It's a warm-up thing. Uh, but post game, uh, I always give the analogy: you just pitched in the game, you're beat, you're gassed. It, it's like running a marathon and coming in and doing some some sprints. It's really not what we're shooting for. So for me, I think it's a good warm up. I don't really like to do much after the game. Um, for me, it's more recovery for that. So um, good. What's I think that's good, Nick. What's what's question number two? Next, Chris from Ohio asks, "What are your thoughts on throwing with weighted balls for?" For baseball pitchers. All right, so weighted balls, hot topic, hot topic. Smoking hot. <laughs> Smoking hot. We um, we actually just finished up a project here at Champion where we, um, we've we done some research on, on the safety and efficacy of, of some of these weighted ball programs, so we'll be dripping that out. Um, but if you haven't read that big article I wrote um, a little while back, you should really go back. But weighted balls are hot right now. Um, you know, the question is, are they effective? Are they safe? I don't think we know yet. Um, I, in terms of effective, they certainly help you gain velocity. The question is at what cost? And I think we're seeing a bunch of injuries um, that I personally would attribute to that. And I don't, I don't necessarily think it's because it's just that one program and saying all weighted balls. You know, that's like saying all food is bad for you. No, like just some foods are bad for you. So I, I think we just don't know yet how to apply them. And I think we're making some mistakes. But um, let's let's go through some experience, I guess. Fish, have you ever done a weighted ball program? Yeah, I have. I did it uh, for, for probably about four weeks. Uh, mixed, re- mixed results for me. I didn't think it helped me in terms of velocity too much. But um, it was interesting to try. I'm glad I tried it. Uh, I didn't end up liking it. But why? Um, for me, I have a, a little bit of an injury history, so I think the just general self awareness, knowing that putting even more stress on certain joints or, or, or my shoulder or my elbow when I don't need to, when I already get it from throwing, uh, just adding that extra stress. I didn't like it so much; it, it bothered my arm a little bit. But um, not saying I haven't seen other guys have success with it. Um, right. Obviously, there's there's people that have used it and swear by it. Um, for me personally, I didn't like it. But then again, uh, I'm someone who has a little bit more of an injury history. If maybe if someone that's healthy or is built a little different than, differently than me that's trying to gain some velocity, yeah, maybe it could help them. But uh, for me personally, I did not. I think the psychological component is, yeah. is key because you said it, that you had a history. and It was in the back of your head you know, that yeah, you're of putting course. extra stress, what you perceive as extra stress on your shoulder and elbow. 
I think that's an interesting thought right yeah. there. Yeah, and what you guys don't know about fish is fish is on the spectrum of tight and loose and stuff like that. He tends to deal with a lot of soft tissue tightness where his muscles get really tight. So a, a guy like him, I, it, he, he loses external rotation from pitching a lot. He gets super tight with like his lat, his teres, his internal rotators. So for him, I think doing weighted balls would be actually pretty, um, pretty stressful. So it's a little bit more stressful. So it's definitely different with different people. But, uh, Tony, you work with a ton of baseball yeah. players. Um, we had, kind of similar to Dave, like we had a lot of guys who liked it, a lot of guys who didn't. I think the, the bigger, uh, maybe not the bigger question, but, like, the appropriate use of it, like, you know, you're not throwing off a mound with a weighted ball. Right, right. Um, <laughs> Some people will. Yeah. So I think, I mean, we're, we're kind of in a gray area where we don't know, if, like, long haul if it's a... Uh, if it's the right approach for guys, but um, you know, we use it very minimally at Cressy Sports Performance. Like Matt Blake, the pitching coordinator at Cressy Sports Performance, we use it at the end of a throwing session um, in maybe ten throws right. at like twenty feet, like just just hauling them. Right. But um, you know, guy, I think some maybe more of the high school crowd, the less informed crowd, are like, hey, I'm going to throw off the mound with my weighted balls and. Um, right. that's not, that's not the appropriate use of that. So it's a lower, it's a lower volume, uh, component of a, of a throwing program. So I think that that is a, a, a legit, um, concern for the appropriate use of it. Yeah. But, I, I but, think that's the summary, right? The summary is, is I don't, we're probably not using them right yet. You know, I mean, they're hot right now on the, on the internet. They're promising everything to you. So like, you know, you're going to get velocity safely, build arms, all this fun stuff. Why wouldn't you do it? Right. I, I think we just don't know. Is it for everyone? Probably not. We just we just don't know yet. So I, I think research is going to start coming out, and hopefully we kind of add to that base of knowledge. But right now, um, we're just we're still learning. It's in its infancy, so it's really hard to go all in and go deep and aggressive um, unless you're willing to take that risk and accept that risk and say, I know I'm going to have a higher risk of injury, but that's okay with me. You know, and then we have plenty of people that feel that way. Yeah. You know? Some people, yeah, some people want to take that risk to maybe jumpstart their career a little bit. But if, uh, yeah, it's, it's whatever, whatever is most comfortable for you. Yeah, Kiefer, did you dabble in some of these yourself? No, you never did. No. I, yeah, <laughs> Kiefer is a past, uh, a past baseball player as well. But although we did um, throw a ninety mile per hour pitch in the cage once, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. I don't think my elbow's been the same. <laughs> <laughs> that one throw. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sir, Nick's alive. All right, last one. So Randall from Boston asked. Mike, what is your perspective on CrossFit for baseball players? Do you believe high-intensity explosive movements like those in CrossFit are beneficial to in- implement in a workout routine as long as the players can maintain good range of motion and mobility? Uh, I think there's two questions there. So is CrossFit good for baseball? I think is a good one. Uh, but really, and then, then you said is high-explosive power good? I think those are two. The high-explosive power is not the definition of CrossFit. So I think those are different things. But... Tony, this is your world. You want to start off? Oh man, I wish, is there a mute button? Oh, yeah. like, ah. <laughs> um, you know, I think it's it. The answer to everything is it depends. Right. Uh, um, there's a lot about CrossFit that is good, um, as far as getting people in the mindset like compound movements, barbell movements, um, you know, squat, deadlift, Olympic lifting when applicable um, is great. Um, the thing about baseball is it's such a unique sport, and we have to uh, respect the demands of the sport. Uh, that is, it, to, in my opinion, it's not a good fit for a lot of baseball players because once we start t- talking shoulder flexion, ability to get the arm above their head, 
you know, all the stuff going on in the elbow and, and, uh, and shoulders, not to mention lower back. I'm not a fan of kipping pull-ups as an example. Right. Um, right. And uh, for, for an overhead athlete, uh, you know, we're already, we're already kind of working against everything to get their arms over their head anyways as far <laughs> as, like, lat stiffness and interior core control and stuff like that. And adding in a lot of repetition, a lot of speed and loading, I mean, these are all parameters that... Uh, a, um, a well-organized strength and conditioning program, which is a little bit more controlled and um, hopefully with a little bit more individualization um, can be a good thing. Right. Um, and not to say that there aren't any CrossFit boxes that don't assess and screen and, and regress exercises, but um, those are few and far between. Yeah. Um, so it, it depends. Like, I mean, there's a lot of athletes using CrossFit as a way of getting in shape and um, there's, there's components of it that are great. But if I had to cherry pick and... Um, there's a lot. There's a few things I don't like about it um, that I just I just don't apply to my overhead athletes. Right. I, um, I I think that's what it comes down to. If I, if I it, to think about that and see what you guys think is it's the strength crowd. There's a few things with CrossFit that are inherently I don't want to say contraindicated or what, mm-hmm. but you know I would say one um, I I don't ever recommend cleans in baseball players. Um, because, yeah, I mean, we've all thrown, everybody in this room, sorry, Dave, no. mostly everybody in this room uh, has thrown a lot of, like, balls in their lives and stuff. I, I can't clean. I don't have full motion of my elbow or anything. If I just even get into a front rack position, my hand goes numb. So I can't imagine the concept of CrossFit that adds uh, speed and load at extreme ranges of motion. Mm-hmm. Are, that's just a bad three whammy right there. So so I, we don't have our players clean, and I don't think we necessarily need to. I think kettlebell swing, speed trap, our deadlift, stuff like that can, can get some explosiveness, but we don't have them clean. I would say um, two, obviously, is that the um, uh, we, we don't work their loads at end range, kind of what I was sure. alluding to right there. Um, I, I, just, I don't know if I would do that. So you alluded that to your kips. But then three, I think it comes down to programming and the, the random aspect of that. And I know there's some, again, like Tony said, great CrossFit boxes out there. But you, when you have an athlete getting ready for a season, you have X amount of weeks or months to get ready. You can build a fantastic periodized program that is going to dominate your goals if you want to. Or you could just try to mix it up every day and then maybe not get the periodization mm-hmm. right. So I, I just think it's better to have like a very clear periodization scheme for them. But um, I don't know. Kiefer, any other thoughts? No, I agree. I think, I think it also comes down to like if there's an easier way to get it done or a more efficient way to get it done, then why would you choose something else? You know, like they could go to CrossFit and get a workout, but if there's a more effective way to do it, if there's a more specific way to do it for their goals, then that's the path to go to. Right. Be, yeah. Be, yeah. Customization, like what the <clears throat> Yeah. Now, fish. You you work out a lot, as you can tell. <laughs> yeah, right. So, fish is a long time Cressy performance uh, client as well. So he's been training that way. Um, I mean, heck, I mean, a lot of success with the Cressy performance model, obviously, in training baseball players that d- that doesn't incorporate these things. So between fish and Tony, I mean, what what do you think? You know, we, you don't do any of those things we just talked about. What is it that you think is successful about your model? Uh, I know you're, you're the, like, you're, yeah, I guess, I guess first off, I, I, I'll say I haven't met many high level or like elite level baseball players that have been people that work out at CrossFit gyms. So just, um, there's kind of few and far between in that, in that aspect, at least in my experience, especially with pitchers, cause that's what I deal with mostly. Um, I've had a lot of success, uh, with the Christ performance style of programming um i've loved working out there and, and the way they kind of do it like you said that I, I don't I know the correct term with the p 
periodical or yeah, periodization. Periodization. Yeah. 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 I'm not the strength uh, guy. Right? Like, oh, yeah. I'm, my best. I'm surrounded by those magazines. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I just get to observe. But I think that I think that worked really well for me. The reason I stuck with it so much is I I went had some uptakes in velocity just from getting out a program that was more customized towards me and yeah. built out over the course of five, six months, going into a season, and then maintaining over the course of a season. So I, I think personally, and I think for most baseball players, that's the way to go. Yeah, I, I think that says it well. So um, awesome, killer episode. I'm I really like happy it. I just contributed to the <laughs> Thank you, Dave <laughs> Tilly. <laughs> Dave Tilly with some... Uh, I learned a lot about baseball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great episode. Thanks so much, guys. We, we appreciate it. As always, if you have any questions, just... Um, um, go to the website, MikeReinald.com. Um, ask us on Twitter with the hashtag AskMikeReinald. And hopefully, if you're liking this, leave us a great review on iTunes. So thanks so much, guys. We'll see you on the next show. Hi, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeReinald.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeReynolds.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.